Hello and welcome to Sammy's Midnight Hour. I'm your host, Sam, and with me as always, my co-host and wife, Tish. Good evening, everyone. And tonight we are going, it is, it is October, finally. <laughs> finally October. This is, this is the month that we love. Um, I absolutely, a uh, huge fan of October, huge fan of Halloween. Um, I basically live Halloween all year long, but I go a little bit crazy in October. So, um... What we're going to be doing, uh, pretty much for the whole for the whole month of October, is be reading you uh, ghost stories. Um, and the book that we are reading them out of is actually by an author, I believe, around here in Dark County. Her name is Rita Arnold, and the books that she has are called just uh, Ghosts of Dark County. So we'll be reading uh, stories. Actually, we'll probably read a couple stories each time we do this. I'm going to read one, and then Tish will read one. Um, so hopefully, uh, you'll enjoy this, and it'll bring you a little bit of entertainment and. Uh, Let's get started. The one I'm reading, the first one I'm reading is called The Headless Man. And uh, it goes, in the mid-1800s, the Blizzard family settled in the northwest corner of Dark County, farming over 100 acres located west of what is now Hillgrove. They were farmers who cleared the land of rocks to plant their crops, such as corn, wheat, oats, and tobacco. Also, they raised a variety of livestock. They attended the local church in Hillgrove where they became active members. Alfred Blizzard, with his uh, wife and daughter, farmed just north of Union City. Often they traveled to Hillgrove to visit family, friends, and attend uh, church functions. Alfred was known as a quiet man with a gentle disposition. His farm reflected his orderly and tidy nature. Uh, beginning in 1885 or 1886, Alfred started spending more and more time in Greenville in the company of Mrs. Rhodes. It was a prostitute in the area known to many people. On the evening of January 26, 1887, Alfred Blizzard, appearing to be intoxicated, was seen leaving Greenville in the company of Miss Rhodes. This was the last time Mr. Blizzard was seen alive. A few days later, a young boy was walking along Greenville Creek when he noticed a pair of boots in the water. Uh, the young the, the young boy thought nothing of this and went on and went on his way. The next day, the boy was walking along the same area. This time, he his, he saw a hand sticking up from the water. The authorities were notified immediately. The body was then taken to the undertaker in Greenville. There, the body was noted to have a bullet hole in the left side of the head. Eighteen uh, eighteen wounds to the head. A finger was cut off and an arm was broken. Wow, that's called overkill, folks. The body was identified as Alfred Blizzard, age 55. It was learned by the sheriff that on January the 26th, 1887, Mr. Blizzard sold his farm and had $1,500 cash on his person. Alfred then proceeded to Greenville where he became intoxicated and was leaving the town with Mrs. Rhodes. In February of 1887, Dark County Sheriff uh, Lechleiter arrested Mrs. Rhodes in West Virginia and returned her to Greenville for a trial in the murder of Alfred Blizzard. Since the late 1800s, there have been reports by people who, when walking along the Greenville Creek in this area, would see a, uh, a strange sighting. The clouds would occasionally cover the moon, but otherwise the moon would shine bright, making it easy for the person to see a good distance. Off in the distance, a man would be seen walking along the, the creek headed towards Union City. 
What was unusual about the man was that people could see through him, and this man was headless. He was seen carrying his head in his arms. Every sighting uh, reported him, him headed towards northwest Dark County. He did not speak to anyone. He just looked past them and continued walking in that. Is this Alfred Blizzard? Maybe. Is he trying to get home? Maybe. <laughs> you think that Blizzard's his real name? I don't know. Could be. <laughs> I wondered about Maybe that's that. how they come up with that in Dairy Queen. <gasps> the Could Blizzard? Be. The Blizzard. I don't yeah. know. I don't Speculation, folks. Speculation. I don't know. So looking through um, Rita Arnold's uh, book, I fell in love with a story that I had been told as a kid, and so I have to read it to you tonight. And I know you guys will remember this story. It's all, every time I hear it from a different person, it's a different way. Like, there's like little nuances. But I like... Everybody has their own version of this. Yes, exactly. But I like Rita's version of this story. And it's the Crybaby Bridge. Every county has a certain location. A mountain, or a woods, or a creek, or a bridge that is connected to local folklore. Folklore that is passed from generation to generation which sometimes changes or even improves with the telling. There are no books or songs about Dark County's special locations, but every generation of Dark Countyans is told the tale of the Crybaby Bridge. This story is about one of those old narrow bridges that a traveler finds on a little used country road, a road where he can only drive at a slow speed for safety reasons and that in years gone by was a dirt road used for wagon travel. Horses went at an easy pace because the road would rise and then drop like a ribbon and only one wagon could cross the bridge at a time. The bridge has been there for years first made of wood and then rebuilt with steel. The road was repaved and blacktopped. The water is not deep under the bridge, but the bridge stands several feet above the water. One tale has it that many, many years ago, when gypsies would travel through Dark County, this bridge was the scene of sacrifices. The old legend states that gypsies would throw their unwanted babies off the bridge and into the water below. The story that I was told as I grew up was about a mother and her baby. As some good stories go, there had been a heavy rain during the day. That evening, along with fog that grew thicker and thicker, the rain continued as the mother drove home. She was probably nervous driving due to the weather and, and her concerns about her baby. Only wanting to arrive home safe and sound, she gripped the steel wheel tighter and tighter and leaned closer to the windshield trying to watch the road. As the mother was driving, she kept a good lookout for deer and other animals that might dart into the roadway. Soon, the mother neared the bridge. She thought she saw something suddenly run across the road. She quickly slammed on her brakes and swerved the car, trying to miss the animal. The result was that she ran head-on into the bridge structure. 
with such a strong impact that the mother was thrown against the car windshield the baby was thrown out of the car and in to the cold water below the rescue squad quickly arrived on the scene they were trying to save the mother's life when they heard a faint cry of a baby from below the bridge the rescue personnel went down the embankment looking long and hard for the baby but never finding a body was the body carried downstream or carried off by some animals there was never any evidence found of an animal or any other object being hit that could have caused the car to wreck if you drive over the bridge at night turn off the radio roll down the windows and you just might hear the cry of a baby a baby that no one can find a cry of a baby wanting its mother a cry that never stops <laughs> i love that story yeah that's I love always that a good story. one and i've heard other people i've heard other versions i've heard other versions of that and then i've also heard um like where that crybaby crybaby bridge is as well there's one in every town i think you're right <laughs> i think you're right we went uh, sam and i went on a um a trip one time for haunted bridges in ohio and we we took some photographs of a bridge. <laughs> now, now I'm pretty I'm pretty daring. Most people maybe people don't know that, but I'm I'm pretty you know. Where Sam is like, don't go out on that bridge. There's holes in it, you know. <laughs> when you can see through the bridge, you shouldn't be walking on it. <laughs> and Just he, and FYI, here I am. I'm like, I've got to get a better shot. I've yeah. got to get a better picture. She would have got a better shot too of underneath. Underneath, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So we're driving down this road. Where are we? Where we were in Dark County, right? <sighs> Yeah, so or were we, we closer were, to Preble? Uh, I think we were like in between. Okay, so we went down this road, all right, and this road is a one-lane road. Yes, and it it ends to this bridge, and it's a covered bridge, a steel-covered bridge. But the thing is, is the bridge is not you can't go over it anymore, and it doesn't come out. The, I mean, like what comes out the other side is grass. Mm -hmm. So the road on the other side is completely gone. gone. So we knew when we drove down far enough that we were going to have to pull around. I was going right. to have to back the car up to be able to get back out of this bridge mm -hmm. area. So we're driving and there's just car behind us. There's no farms on either side. Okay. And there's this car behind us and he sees the car. It's not suspicious or anything. And we're driving and we're talking, you know. And we're joking. And all we look back and the car is gone. Car's gone. The car's gone. And it's like we were both going do 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 do. What was even what was even better is when we left. There's the car again, following us out. Mm-hmm. Right. So, right. It was same weird. Car. Yeah, same car. And so we got out, and I took pictures of the bridge, and I was I was walking. I was going to walk out onto the bridge, and to be honest with you, it was um. Oh, what I want to say it it, it was it was black topped. But the blacktop had holes in it. Mm -hmm. So, it, it, yeah, I mean, Sam was you right. You could see the water <laughs> when you were walking across the bridge. I'm daring. I was going out. And, I wanted a better shot. And I don't shot. mean seeing the water by looking right to left. No, <laughs> looking straight down. Water. I wanted a better shot of it. Sure. I think that's what it was. <laughs> I do. I think that's what it was. Yeah. I wanted a... I wanted a better... I wanted a better... Have you guys ever had any experience out there? Anything. I want to hear about it. Um, maybe write something on our uh, on our uh, place on our on our page for Facebook. 
Oh yeah. I want to hear uh, if you guys had any kind of uh, mm-hmm. any kind of supernatural experiences or definitely a ghost story or anything like that. Um, yep. Real quick, something that happened to me. Um, now this has been a long time ago. I was a, I was just a teenager, and uh, I was uh, I think I was like sixteen, something like that. So obviously still living with my parents, and uh, so my mom was home by herself, and the house that we lived in. There was a basement, and then when you come through the basement, the garage was attached. So you could hear the garage door open, and then when you come through the basement, there was doors that was like a tunnel that went from the garage to the basement, and you could hear those doors clearly in her bedroom, open and shut. Well, she would iron clothes, and when she would do that, she did it in her bedroom. So she could hear if somebody was coming in and out, and that's how my dad would come in and out of the house. So... One night, you know, I mean, I, or one day I was I was gone. I think I was off playing basketball or something. And uh, she's in there ironing, you know, whatnot. And uh, lo and behold, she hears uh, the garage door open. She hears it close. She hears the doors open from the garage to the tunnel, from the tunnel to the, to the uh, basement. Heard them open and shut. She waited, waited. Nobody came upstairs. Nobody. Um, so she kind of thought, nah, you know, she was hearing things. So then my aunt calls her sister. And downstairs in the basement, there's there's a there was a phone. We had a phone down there. And and working phone. And upstairs, you know, obviously there was a you know, we had two phones up there. Well, the phone rang, my mom, you know, my mom answered it. She's talking to her sister. And while she's talking, she hears the phone downstairs being picked up because it was an old style phone. So she, so she keeps going with the conversation, yada, yada, yada. And uh, when she gets done, she hangs up the phone and then picks it back up and listens. She can hear it, the, the phone downstairs being hung up. And you can't, you can't, that's not, that's a noise and a sound that you can't, you know. Mistake. Well, the kids of today wouldn't know. No, well, they wouldn't know that. No, no but yeah, they wouldn't anybody know. out there that's our age and older, mm-hmm. you can't mistake that sound. Right, they know what sound you're talking about. So she freaks and calls <laughs> my aunt back. And and she gets uh, my cousins over there, and they go through the house and everything, go through the basement. Now, the basement doors to get into the garage were locked from the inside. And nobody was down there. So, I don't know. It was weird. What about you? Oh, man. Um, I've had some strange, I guess, some strange things. Um, when I was a kid, we we lived right outside of New Madison. Um, and just, yeah, right outside of New Madison. And there was a really big red barn that was on the property. Now, that barn isn't there anymore. It's uh, It's been demolished. And I don't know if it burnt I can't remember that story for sure, but my dad swore um, that 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 barn was haunted, that there was an old man that lived in that (laughs) barn, you know, and, and I never, you know, I never experienced anything personally, but he, he would tell stories about going out to feed the cows or going out to feed the uh, hogs or whatever, Mm and sheep or whatever we had at that time. And he'd flip the light on in the in the barn, and 
sure enough, that old man would be up in the in the haymow. And he would, you know, it was it was just kind of a creepy thing to, because mm-hmm. I was like nine or ten years old, so that was kind of a creepy thing to, you know, to know as a kid. A um, lot of, lot of weirdness in that barn. I mean, there was just a lot of weird smells, and I don't mean like like cattle smells. Right. I don't mean it that way. I mean just just cold spots in a barn, which mm-hmm. is weird. I mean, that's you know, that's that's kind of odd. Mm-hmm. But I played in that old barn for years. I mean, I was more at home being out there in the barn than I was anyplace else. So, um, right. You know, I never felt that. I never felt un- uncomfortable in there. Mm-hmm. I never felt. Uh, I, I never felt. You know, like any at ho- in in arm's way or anything. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I never felt that at all. No, no, no. Because I mean, I my mom would tell you I spent most of my childhood in the barn, just playing with animals yeah. and and um, things like that. So yeah, just strange things like that. Yeah. Yeah. My uh, I would uh, when I was younger, I would uh, stay out at my nephew's house sometimes. And uh, I was back in his... Uh, now, this is actually something that actually happened to me. I mean, I haven't had too many experiences, but this was something that was kind of creepy. But um, So I'm, I'm in the back room. I, he had a computer room, and I'm in, I'm in there, you know, just on the computer. And I heard his uh, garage door open. Um, he had a, His garage door was attached to the house, so it had a doorway that led into the kitchen. So... You can hear that door open and close, and it's a distinct sound because you know what it makes. Mm-hmm. So somebody about 20 minutes before this happened had called and said, had left a message for him. So fine, you know, I was going to give him the message. So I hear that door open and close. Again, you can't mistake that sound. And I go out there and I go, hey, such and such called you. And I went, um, hello? <laughs> Nobody's out there. Nobody. <laughs> Um, so nat- naturally, you know, the hair on the back of my neck stood up and I thought, okay, <laughs> that's the end of that. So I go back into the computer room. Now, after all this happened, now I'm starting to see or feel somebody watching me around the corner. Like somebody kept leaning around the corner and watching me. I felt so uneasy. I shut the door where I was in and locked it. <laughs> now, you know, I'm, I'm a rather large guy and being afraid like that just doesn't come natural for me. So... That was uh, that was an experience and a half. But again, you know, I, n- nothing really happened to me. There was no, I didn't hear any other sounds that night. So I don't know if that was just, again, you know, something you just heard. You know, it could have been, you know, it could have been anything. But still creepy. <laughs> I like when you went hello. Yeah, I mean, I mean like, isn't that the notorious yeah. sound for like any horror any film? Any horror movie. You any ever horror watch somebody film. says hello? Y'all ever watch any horror film when they start going hello? That's hello. when you know you're watching a scary movie. You know you're watching a scary movie. I totally agree. When they say hello too many times because there's yeah. no reason for it. After nobody answers the first time, you get out of there. You get out of there. That's right. Don't, girls, don't run up the stairs. <laughs> run out the front door. What is going on? What is going on? Well, let me, I want to share a couple things. Um, we've got to get some, um, I, I call it housekeeping things. We want to definitely thank uh, Rita Arnold for allowing us to take this opportunity in October and read from her books. Mm-hmm. She has three books. Unfortunately, we only have two. Right, yeah. Two. My, these, these, these books are old. Um, they belong to my dad, and they were passed, uh, they were given to dad. I'm sure he purchased them, and there were three books. There were there's a I this is kind of a, a blue is that blue? Yeah, it's kind of a blue like cover a... and a yellow cover book. There's a pink one, 
If anyone, any of y'all have a pink one, let us know. Um, my dad left someone borrow the pink one and he never got it back. Yeah. So we're missing one of one of Rita's books and we'd love to, we would love to put that with our collection. Mom was so gracious to allow us to borrow these for the month of October. So we want we want to thank Rita Arnold for allowing us to to do this 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 month of October just to read uh, Dark County's ghost stories. Right. Uh, ghosts of Dark County. We'd love that. And we invite you to come to our uh, website as well. It's uh, Sammy's Midnight Hour dot W-I-X-S-I-T-E dot com backwards slash M-Y hyphen S-I-T-E. And we'll put that on our Facebook page as well. So yeah. you can go to Sammy's Midnight Hour. We have a group on Facebook. You can join that. And we've got all kinds of PowerPoints and spooky stories and true stories and all kinds mm -hmm. of stuff that, that we'll share on that site. We want to thank, of course, our associate producer, Paul Hudson, for the music that was provided this evening for us as well. And I'm trying to think if we have any other um, things that we need to make sure we think. Do we need anybody else? No, I don't think so. I think we got it. I, I think, think we covered it. We covered it? Okay. So, again, the website is Sammy's Midnight Hour dot Wix site. So it's W X S I T E dot com backwards slash my hyphen site, and it's S I T E. So you're more than welcome to go there. All of our podcasts are there as well. You can uh, listen to those. You can uh, link us through our YouTube page. It's actually my YouTube page, but you, all of the um, podcasts are on there too. And the Facebook page is also linked with the mm -hmm. website as well. So perfect. Yes. So we're going to be having a lot of fun this month. Um, I love that these are true stories. No, yes. Yeah. And they're all Dark County. Right. And it's in Dark County. I love so that. That's the best part. Yeah. This is the best part. This is the best part because we're going to, like I said, and if, like I said, any of you guys got any kind of stories or anything like that, I would love to hear them. Mm -hmm. So please, yeah, share them. It'd be them. cool to have a special guest. Yeah. It yeah. Would be. Yeah. If somebody wanted to volunteer to, yeah. you know, to be on the podcast, um, that would be cool too. If you want to tell your story or um, that... Hey, we're, we're open. So right. yeah, we're pretty flexible. Like I said, you know, this is, this is, uh, October. This is the, our month. This is, you know, this is where we kind of let it all hang out, um, on the, on our way to Halloween. So, <laughs> all right. Well, unless you've got anything. No, anything I've, I've, no? I've taken off, I've taken care of all. I just wanted to share the website and make sure people knew about the Facebook page member or the mm -hmm. group as well. And because I think we should put post something to allow people to share their stories. Right. I think on the yeah. on, like not the website because that would be hard to do. Right. But right. I'm thinking on, on, the on the Facebook, Facebook page. Yeah, yeah. On the Facebook page. I'd love to hear it. Yeah, I'd love to hear everybody. I love to stories. read whatever you got. Yeah, it'd be kind of cool. Yeah. So, from Tish and me, Sammy's Midnight Hour. The next time you hear that whatever that is that goes bump in the night, <laughs> just remember it could be the wind or maybe not. <laughs> this has been Sammy's Midnight Hour.